Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. NFL Trend Zone, bada bing. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I've got a full panel, I believe, with us tonight. We're going to have Wes Johnson, Cody Spears, and Jason Bolin on chat about conference championship sunday will be a delectable slate of football you'll have the let's see in the nfc the upstart hungry lions traveling to the 49ers we're going to get all into that game and then um the one that i think i'm most interested in because for the game's sake it should be you know decided by a field goal or at least one score the chiefs traveling to the baltimore ravens to me it feels like it's lamar jackson's time to get at least one ring, and I think this is the year where the stars are aligning. So, on both matchups, I'm going to just go through methodically each piece of the matchup and get these guys' takes and go from there. First, though, betonline.ag. It's playoff time, and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Those are the home venues on Sunday. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to betonline.ag today and stay updated on all of the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. Conference championship weekend in the AFC and NFC. The Baltimore Ravens will host the Kansas City Chiefs. On the NFC side, if you can believe it, the Detroit Lions have made it this far, their second conference championship. Uh, I think it's in history or at least in the Super Bowl era. They're going to the 49ers who squeaked by the Packers. There was some real anxiety on this side of the fence that thought, oh my God, the Packers are going to win this and get to the Super Bowl. Uh, but then at the last last moment, so to speak, the 49ers got their shit together after what felt like an hour and a half long of Brock Purdy ineptitude. I was even telling the dude who was watching it with me, Yannick Eckhart, I was telling him they need to put in Darnold. I mean, this is a, this is for all the marbles here. He can't complete a pass. Uh, eventually, he kind of figured it out. But that's where we're at. So we're going to go through these matchups uh, this week on NFL Trend Zone. Wes, I'm going to start with you. Why don't we do the NFC? Give me your expectations. I don't know if you got a bold prediction. Give me whatever you're feeling about Lions at 49ers. I think it'll be a back-and-forth game. Um, The game against Green Bay, it was... I think a little less fireworks than there probably should have been uh, mm-hmm. just with the soggy wet field. Uh, but as far as I can tell, the weather out here is supposed to be crystal clear come Sunday. So I anticipate um, it to kind of be perfect weather for them and they should be able to uh, both move the ball. Um I think San Francisco winds up Winning this game, uh, I think they end up pulling away in the second half pretty handily. Um, Jared Goff, while he's been better as of late uh, on the road, uh, he does have a tendency to uh, lay a turd while on the road. Um, that place will be rocking. So I, I fully expect the 49ers to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. Is there anything that you, I mean, besides my my pretty slander, that you were apprehensive about regarding the 49ers in this game or when they get to the Super Bowl against the AFC team? 
if they match up against the the Ravens, which I think is likely to happen, uh, the Ravens they came out to San Francisco and and mollywopped them pretty well mm-hmm. um, out here. Um, I would think that Shanahan has some kind of uh, parry to their jab this time and is able to make it more of a game than it has been um, or uh, than it was in December. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... Molly Watkins. What, what, what I don't understand <laughs> about the 49ers, and I think Wes, you and I talked about this on Twitter, um, is how their defense is so star-studded but in the last two months, it's just been not even really average, just not really good. I guess average by NFL standards, bad by theirs. And it might have to do with the safety who was hurt, uh, Alafanga. Alafanga. Yeah. yeah. And it has to, but you would think, I mean, the Bills almost won the divisional round with like the skeleton crew of defenders. I don't know why the 49ers would be so crippled in general. But I caution folks, you'll see the depth chart of the 49ers <laughs> in living color that it's fantastic. But it hasn't played well in the last pretty much since Thanksgiving, maybe a little bit before that. And that gives me a little anxiety about them playing the Lions, who are pretty sturdy in the trenches. And then, you know, Jameer Gibbs can break off anything at any time. Um, But other than that, uh, I think so long as the 49ers can try to get Christian McCaffrey cooking, that's another thing. The Lions defense, rushing defense, excuse me, is really sturdy. Uh, The past even is a little bit different story. But uh, what the 49ers do well in getting McCaffrey the rock, usually the Lions have stifled that in, let's see, 18 games so far. Or not 19 games at the playoffs. Uh, Cody, what is your... So Wes has got the... You got the 49ers to win, Wes? I have the 49ers to win. Okay. Now give me your your speech on this game and any type of... Anything we haven't mentioned or doubling down on the facts that we presented. Yeah, no, you you were definitely onto something there with the Lions. I thought you were going to take it right out of my mouth. So I'm just going to elaborate on the Lions' run defense. But first, lead into it. Uh, Aaron Jones, he racked up 108 yards with just 18 carries against the 49ers. And uh, the 49ers are number 26 in expected points added per play on run defense. DVOA, which does adjust for the strength of schedule has San Francisco's run defense at number 15. Detroit's offensive line has been good in the ground game. Their pro pro football focus is second best run blocking grade, but the 49ers rank first in their rushing grade. The key here, though, like you mentioned, Lions, their DVOA's number one run defense. And so with knowing that, the Lions need to come into this game with a plan to run, run, run the ball, they need to possess the clock and slowly choke the 49ers into submission while they're still banged up. And so I I think that the Lions are absolutely capable of that. Like, you know, their offensive line that we pointed out is pretty good. But they also have Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. So they definitely got the horses to do this. That being said, you know, you do have Christian McCaffrey, who is the NFL rushing yard leader, yard per attempt leader tied for the uh, touchdown leader and the total yards leader. You got Brandon Ayuk. You know, I got to shout him out on this channel. He, he <laughs> got seven 100-yard receiving games this season. It's most since 1995, Jerry Rice. 
uh, for the 49ers. And then he has uh, he was number two in the NFL with 17.9 yards per reception, seventh most receiving yards. And then you got George Kittle. You can't forget him. I was actually surprised to find out that he led all tight ends with 1,020 receiving yards. And he was named first team all pro. So he never really had his stretch. Yep. The mm-hmm. 49ers, they they definitely have the star power to run away or pull away with this game in the second half. But I mean, I gotta think the Lions are gonna come in here with a plan to run the hell out of this football. And so while the over-under is 51, if the Lions come in here and they play to their strengths and attack the 49ers weakness. I think the ball's in their court to dictate this game. And I got the Lions winning 24 to 21, although I'm not rooting for it at all. You know, I'm hoping the 49ers go in there and smash it, but I guess call me a cynic or a realist. The uh, Lions are seven point underdogs. Uh, I always try to like to predict the lines in my head before I go look at them. And I thought this would be closer to five, five and a half. But it is Seven's crazy to me. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, you would think that the Lions were accidental in Vegas's estimation for the line to be that high for the NFC Championship. This was the line for Vikings fans that they had when they went to play the Saints in 2019 when not many of us expected them to beat the Saints. So you have that equipped in your back pocket for knowledge. Jason, this NFC Championship, the uh, little engine that could Lions have finally arrived and they're up against Kyle Shanahan, who desperately needs to win a Super Bowl to cap off uh, you know, a wonderful start to his coaching career. What do you like in this game? Are you excited to watch it, etc.? What do I like? Let's start off with first off liking the freaking Vikings draft board behind you. Oh, yeah. That's uh, incredible. You know how you uh, you'll know <laughs> firsthand, Jason, because I know you. You know how you watch uh investigation shows this is my murder board so i'm gonna have man, the, the, yar- the yarn tying it all together it's gonna be fun oh heck yeah man that is so sweet uh no i i you know i don't i don't like I, the lions very easily could win all of cody's points are very valid i don't think that they're going to but i do think that they're certainly going to cover the spread i think the niners by three um uh in a closer one yeah because it's it's insane to me that they're favored by Seven and a half, I think. Um, so, but I think it's going to be an excellent game, and I am very, unlike you, Vikings fans. I'm, a, I am kind of excited to see the Lions where they're at. Fun team to watch. I remember watching their opening game against the Chiefs, and how great and how well rounded I thought the team looked. I didn't. I mean, they they hit a couple bumps during the season, but overall, they played pretty consistent football all year long. I was, you know, waiting for Goff to just kind of do Goff things, but he is doing Goff things. Mm-hmm. And he looks fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I, I like the Lions a lot. I want them to win. I, I just, I don't think they can pull it off. Not this year, but I think that they're going to be in the conversation as long as they keep their coach, their offensive coordinator, and their quarterback intact, and obviously the run game, um, I, I love what they do, what they're doing there. I think that the reason we are giving them so many props, or we expect them to be in this game, is because their trenches are marvelous. They're not yeah. just, they're not some glitzy team that got there and had a oh they had that one good year. It really feels like they built this thing 
they started in the offensive line and then the defensive line is coming along with Aiden Hutchinson. And yeah, I mean, they know how to stop the run. That's vital in the postseason. So I think there is a temptation to believe if somebody would have told you three years ago, the Lions are going to be the NFC championship. You'd be like, well, what type of little accidental lucky run did they go on? I don't think that's what this is. Yeah, I don't either. And 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 actually, it's it, it's kind of comparable. This team is kind of comparable to what the Niners have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, they got the they got Amara St. Brown with this is electric. But yeah, at first glance, you look at the Lions flash in the pan flashy. But, but yeah, I mean, the whole team is just it's I love it. I love it. It's built great. And but again, though, the Niners are also built great. Mm-hmm. They did it first. I think they take it. So, Wes, here's what I'm worried about for the 49ers sake. There won't ever be an easier path to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to win it against the Chiefs or the the Ravens, because I predict they, too, uh, will beat the Lions. But this is about as easy as it gets for the jaunt to February. What beating the Packers, who are nine and eight, and were you know needed help to get in the postseason, and then the the scrappy upstart Lions. What will it say about? I mean, Purdy will have tons of time to get back there. But what will it say about Shanahan that he <laughs> was he ever going to win one? Will there be a narrative afterward, or will it just kind of be like we'll get that'll get lost in Lions mania if they don't beat the Lions? Or? Yeah. Um. No, I don't think it'll get lost if if the Lions win. Uh, I think he'll be public enemy number one, um, and it'll likely result in you know some coordinator firing, much like uh, Philly did, <laughs> similar to that path. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk last week, but what a strange thing for Philadelphia. Like th- there was always a vibe when they were ten and one that a lot of their wins were tight and they weren't as good as the at the time the Ravens or Bills weren't very good at the time the Cowboys were really good at the time but uh, I don't think anybody foresaw this total nosedive into ineptitude and then disharmony and having 48 hours where you weren't sure if Nick Sirianni was going to be the coach anymore so somebody needs to do a documentary or that Tyler Dunn guy needs to do the article about what the hell happened to them from like Thanksgiving on because <laughs> it was like an absolute clown show yeah. of disintegration. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't, Incredible. I couldn't, I remember I was coming back from Cincinnati when the Vikings <laughs> lost to the Bengals and on Fox sports radio, um, they talked about how that locker room isn't together. And I can't remember the pundit who said it, but it was a guy you would trust. And that was the first I had heard of. I was like, come on, dude, they've lost like two or three games. They'll get, they'll get their shit together. But no, whoever that guy was, was right. Something yeah. infiltrated that locker room where it was just a mess. And, you know, usually you'd look down at your playoff spot and be like, oh, all we got to do is beat the Buccaneers to move on. And they couldn't even do that. Most people picked yeah. the Buccaneers to win. And they did. Yeah. yeah. How many? How many? What did they lose? Uh, seven of eight? Or yeah, they, they started started 10 and 10 one. And one. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, my God. Man, yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I don't even remember the last time something like that's happened. No, that's why it's so that's why Sirianni was on that alleged hot seat for those th- two or three days was because it wasn't like, oh, boy, we got beat by a hot Buccaneers team. It was that. No, we <laughs> we played like one of the worst teams in football. And remember yeah. all like last during the draft and then the months after the draft, we're like, how does Housie Roseman keep getting away with all this defensive talent? 
And then they're one yeah. of the worst defenses in the league. Like we, <laughs> we, we were jealous of every player that they had on defense. They look like a bunch of idiots. Offensively too. I was jealous. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, the damn team. Oh man. Man. So they went from being like the ideal model of like team building and Howie Roseman is this modern day goat of building teams <laughs> to just being like, God, you don't want to do it like them uh, because they, they just disintegrated. He should have been the one fired, not Vrabel. I think the Eagles are going to be fine, though. I mean, they probably will. The GM, there was zero heat under his seat. So I'm, I'm still scared of the Eagles. I just think that they were... Those shoes that the coordinators yeah. left, huge. They must yeah, have for a lot Cody, of what happened there? You should start that investigation. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, I would just say it's ineptitude. You saw they changed the defensive coordinators like three weeks after Matt Patricia got there. And, yeah, and they tried to do it all sneaky. To, like, mm-hmm. they did outright fire Monday Night Football. Yeah, here, they said that is. Desai the was booth. like, yeah, going in the booth, <laughs> and Matt Patricia was calling the plays, and I was like, oh, so you don't want to tell us <laughs> that he was fired? And then they fire him now, so it's like, oh. Yeah, and that guy was in the mix for the Vikings things. job, too. And, and uh, Vic Vangio was fired this week, so a lot of those first-year defensive well, players. As he should have been. He should have never been hired. You know <laughs> how I feel about Vic Fangio. That well, Vic was, Fangio defense. Yeah, he was the 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 one you could trust on the market last year after you know Flores was going to the Vikings. And uh, I think the deal with the Fangio defense, somebody tweeted it a couple of years ago. It needs to have like the best players at yeah. every, every position or excuse me, at every level of the defense. Go ahead, Wes. That's right. So I uh, I heard something today that uh, on a pod, different podcast that uh, the Eagles were sniffing around and asking for permission to talk to various coaches and coordinators on on different teams or talking to their agents uh this is before they wound up letting their coordinators go okay um i saw something today that fangio is linked to philly for uh the defense coordinator job yeah his oh. family's from pennsylvania and that's why he doesn't want to be in miami anymore their, their defense will be worse <laughs> vic fangio is the worst coach ever that's <laughs> a- accused of being one of the best ever <laughs> insane i've never seen anything like him well you guys got a taste of it i mean albeit it was his right hand man up there in minnesota it's the most maddening defense in the world to watch (laughs) it is donatel's defense was not for the faint of heart it was the weirdest damn thing in the 2022 vikings the defense would just lay over and play this shell thing for three quarters and then it was as if like they wait they made to waved a magic wand in the fourth quarter, and then, then, it, then it was good. And it oh, was like, man. who can't tell them that they could do this all game? Like, oh, man. like the most elementary thing. <laughs> all right, let's get into well, that. I learned all he knew from Fangio, though. So. <laughs> Understudy. Uh, so what I think is the more exciting matchup, uh, because I'm really excited to see uh, if Lamar Jackson can do this. Uh, you know, he has a wonderful team around him, too. Uh, I think Wes, two and a half years ago, when the NBA playoffs were starting, I said, uh, God, if Giannis is going to get one, this is probably the year when he looked around the landscape of the NBA. That's how I feel about Lamar Jackson right now. I don't know if he's going to get more than one uh, ring, but I think this would be the year. So, Wes, you have the Chiefs with their their second road game of this cycle. Uh, they, they won a barn burner against the Bills. The Bills act like Vikings East, missed a field goal. What are your expectations for Chiefs at Ravens? I think it'll be a, a close competitive game. Um, 
you can never count out Mahomes, but I I just feel like this Ravens team is set up on both sides of the ball to do what you're supposed to do in football to dominate. Uh, dominating time of possession is a huge, huge thing, and uh, this team is able to move the the ball down the field with whether it's running or whether it's in the air. Uh, they have all world kicker, and then that defense is is tough. It's the the best defense in the NFL this year. So I I think the Chiefs doing uh, the Chiefs. I think the uh, Ravens do enough to uh, emerge from this victorious. I was on a local radio show <laughs> last Thursday, and I had to pick all the prediction wise all the matchups. And I said, I'm going to take the Bills because they're at home. They really need to get the monkey off their back. And But I ended it by saying, I'm going to feel like a, I didn't say dipshit on that program, but I said, I'm going to feel stupid Monday morning that I bet against Patrick Mahomes. Now I'm in the same spot. Uh, I believe exactly what you said. Like, you know, the Ravens, I think, are more fundamentally sound. We saw more warts from the Chiefs this year than we ever saw from the Ravens. So I feel like I'm just doing the same thing where ultimately I believe the Ravens will win by a field goal, but I'm I'm going to wake up Monday morning and be like, why do I keep betting against Mahomes? How stupid am I? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's see if somebody on the panel here talks themselves into the Chiefs. Cody, the Chargers, or excuse me, we're going to talk about the Chargers in a second. I'm going to let Jason go off on a rift on uh, Harbaugh. <laughs> Uh, Cody, the I'm going to be going off the rest of the show. Just Cody, to give you heads up. The, the Ravens hosting the Chiefs. What do you got in general? Well, the, well, don't look at me to be the Chiefs guy, but I do need to take a big breath here. I found some cool stuff on this game. Cool. So with Baltimore, they got the number one rushing offense. Hasn't missed a beat in the playoffs. They had 229 rushing yards against Houston last week. Even Dalvin Cook recorded a new season high of 23 yards. Um, nine out of 11 of their wins have been by 14 plus points, most in NFL history, including playoffs. They have the most wins 11 versus teams with winning records. The other three with 10 79 Steelers, 03 and 04 Patriots. They all won their Super Bowls that year. Baltimore had a league best point differential of plus 203 this year, uh, compared to plus 77 for Kansas City. And then, um, I got to say these names because the, the depth they have here is crazy. Baltimore has the space goons on their defensive line. They got Justin Matabuki, Michael Pierce, Brent Urban, Travis Jones, Broderick Washington, Odafe Owe, Jadavion Clowney, Kyle Van Noy. I cannot express enough how deep and talented this group is. Coincides with Kansas City's tackle struggling lately. And then also their guard Joe Thune is going to be out for this game most likely. And then the final dagger for the Chiefs this year, their run defense. It struggles against rushing quarterbacks. They're 26 in EPA per rush allowed, 28th in success rate allowed on zone read and designed QB rushes. It's the Achilles heel. And uh, in particular, runs off t- for them, runs off tackles. They are 32nd in expected points added per rush and 31st in success rate. Lamar Jackson's 5.9 yards per attempt is fourth amongst all players, not just quarterbacks, with at least 25 attempts. I got Chiefs winning this over the Ravens 31 to 21. I think the Ravens blow them out. And not blow them out, but the final score is not going to look close. Uh, the de- this defense is on a whole nother level. And unfortunately, the Kansas City's offense is going to, I think they're going to get caught slacking. And we're not even 
the offense matches up well as well. Uh, Kansas City's running into a buzzsaw in Baltimore. It's going to be weird to see. I'll have to go check that Chiefs-Bengals game two years ago, but it's going to be weird seeing a Chiefs loss where it's like just kind of decided with five minutes to go, if that's even a thing. Hey, Denver did it to them this year. <laughs> God, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I think Baltimore's steamrolling the way to the Super Bowl. It's, for me, it's probably boring from here on out if I had to guess on the games. Oh, that's how high you are on the Unless Ravens. you're a Baltimore fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're... They're in another. They're on a whole another level right now, and I think the 49ers and Lions are both scary. And I, I'm y'all know me and the Chiefs. I like, I've touted the Chiefs for a while on here, but Lamar's getting it. All right, Jason, what do you got for the AFC? I would love to see. I I would love to see uh, everything that you just said come true. Not gonna. It's not gonna. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to is going to do it again. He's going to do it again and uh it's really going to feel like personal to me cuz I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it a lot. Um and it it there is no reason at all at all that they should have even been in the playoffs first and foremost. They they played so poor. They gave that division every opportunity to have it taken by somebody else. Not a single team in that stupid division or stupid division. The Raiders, the Chargers, or certainly the Broncos could do anything about it. It, it. You know how disgusting that is? And then they get into the playoffs. And then, of course, they, we all see what has happened. It's going to happen again. It, Mahomes is going to go to the damn Super Bowl again. Probably going to win it. He is going to win it. Um. <laughs> And God, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I just don't see it happening. It, it, it the yes, I, I don't know what I did wrong to the football gods, but this is happening directly to me and every Bronco fan and every Charger fan and every Raiders fan. And uh, the Chiefs, they, they're going to do it. God dang it, I hope I'm wrong. Cody, you got to be right I'm here. I'm telling you, I really don't well, think I'm the Chiefs the have a chance. I'm picking the Ravens too. Oh, oh I certainly think the Chiefs have a chance. Uh, but I just think the Ravens are more complete, and I'm standing by that Lamar Jackson thing that I really think he's good enough to have one trophy. The Bills, the Bills, I'm not saying, I mean, obviously, you know, we beat both the Bills and the Chiefs this <laughs> year. I mean, that was all midseason, though. The Bills were one of the hottest teams in football. There is no reason that they should have lost, but they did. They did. Oh, yeah, Mahomes just goes into Buffalo. No big deal. We're going to go ahead and get this done. And ugh, oh, my God. This is I, I, I hate him. I used to, when we became friends 11 years ago, I used to tell you through the years how much I hated the Packers. And I used to say, that didn't really happen to you. You're like, yeah. You're like, ah, you know, whether you hated the Chiefs or hated the Raiders, you never really had this much. I've never been put through this before. <laughs> never been put through this before. I mean, Denver hasn't always been the best team. I yeah. mean, kids, but this is insane. This is ridiculous. I mean, and, and it's not going to end anytime as long as they have Mahomes. That's how good this guy is. And now I know exactly, exactly how you feel. Oh, yeah, I remember. And it makes and it makes football so much worse. And now you guys got to be oh, with oh, Jordan yeah, Love. I, was, the, the, I used to just guy bemoan the Packers in front of you. And, you know, you would laugh <laughs> and I'd be like, you don't feel that way about the Chargers. And you're like, I don't, I don't really care about them. And I'm like, oh, it must be nice. 
You know? Oh man, I never worried about them. <laughs> yeah, they never consistently <laughs> dominated. Uh, no, like Rogers was at his peak. All right, well, this nope. is you have one more segue here, sir. Sir, uh, you, before we pressed record, uh, you were uh, perturbed by Jim Harbaugh <laughs> to the Chargers. So I think this is a natural segue. Just when you think, as a Bronco fan, it cannot possibly get any worse. It, it does. It does. The coach that should have been in Denver last year <laughs> is now in now now leading the Chargers as we move forward. And it's, it's, I don't I don't I don't even know what to say. They didn't even let him out of there. They didn't even let him leave. They signed him as they should have, as they should have. And obviously, it's a conspiracy. They're, clearly, this was all set. In in motion to make people like me mad, um, I knew it. I uh, and now we got Sean Payton. Good. I can't even be happy about that anymore. Not only is he in the NFL, Wes, he is in our division. God, the Chargers are going to fucking win the division. The Chargers have it. Hey, the Chargers have a possibility of beating the Chiefs now. Yeah, the AFC. West, they have to have the most interesting collection of coaches now, don't they? Antonio Pierce, Jim Harbaugh. Andy Reid and Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, pro- you, it's Sean like Payton, Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh me. alone. There's, there's no way. Yeah, they win the award by the yeah, Sean. Yeah, even and, Antonio Pierce is like he brings a ruggedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and uh, uh, you know, I, Raiders are nasty. Now. I just wanted Harbaugh so badly last year. I mean, the dude's always been a winner everywhere he's gone. I was, I God, but you know, obviously, hey, what we just doesn't mean that Sean's not going to do a good job for us. I think he did a heck of a job this year, but man, that's going to suck going against him. I'd love Harbaugh as a coach. So Wes, um, evidently NCAA scandals don't matter uh, because when the Patriots and Belichick had them, that's all we talked about for weeks, but uh, Michigan and Harbaugh, it's like boys will be boys. Here's a promotion. Um, do Do you think Harbaugh will instantly make the Chargers relevant or no? Can they, be they nine, have a good, can, you, can they be nine or eight or better in 2024? I think it's possible. Uh, they are in cap hell. Uh, they have a lot of decisions to make. A lot of the staple faces that you're used to over the years, especially on your fantasy team, uh, likely won't be there. Uh, That includes Austin Eckler, uh, possibly Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, All three of those guys could be gone. Um, The the Chargers are very limited in in their cap space. uh, And the roster needs an overhaul. It's an older roster. Yeah. Uh, which I think that will, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Harbaugh's done other crazy stuff with rosters, so it, it's possible. I think they might be a year away from actually doing something. Uh, also, if you have uh, Justin Herbert, look to sell him possibly this offseason. Um, Harbaugh is going to want to run the ball. He's going to want to run the ball. How that affects Herbert could be anyone's guess, but. I don't think that he will be passing as much as he has the last few years. What do you What do you think Harbaugh thinks of Herbert? Oh, he lo- I bet he loves. I think him. He loves How him. could you yeah. not? Yeah. yeah, 
I would say. But man, Truly. I would take Blake Corum. Please let him get his running back because I don't. I want someone to get him who knows how to use them all. Five foot eight, two hundred twenty pounds. Bad. But I, be. I, I want them to get but rid of both those receivers. Get rid of one of your pass rushers, if not both of them. Other than that, they have the tools, the foundational pieces to be able to make a move forward on the offensive line. Um, they got a high enough pick. I'd like to see Brock Bowers go there or another offensive tackle. But I think the Charger, Chargers have a good shot at making the playoffs year one. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has some pretty quick turnarounds. Yeah, that yes, was always the indeed most, he does. That was always the most attractive job once the cow once my, once Mike McCarthy was safe or once Sirianni was safe because you have the quarterback who most consider top six, top five, and then you have the left tackle. So you've got the hard part, which people, which teams will seek and draft over and over until they get both at the same time. And that doesn't usually happen. So they got the hard part figured out. But Wes is correct. They yeah. inheriting uh, 55 million over the cap entering the offseason. The five worst teams per salary cap space are the Saints, Dolphins, Bills, Chargers, and Jason's Broncos. Those are the teams that have to get creative with how they restructure contrasts and let, let dudes go. And it's really weird. Uh, we should do a whole show on how they get away with this. Every offseason, you pull up over the cap.com and the Saints start south of $80 million in the red. Like every yeah. offseason. And you you wonder how the hell they're going to do it. Well, since Breeze left, they haven't really made anything of themselves. But it's just hilarious how that is always the team that is leaps and bounds that far underwater. And you go look at the teams that are at the top of it, like the commanders, they're in the green by $63 million. Uh, So it's it's... And, and it never really benefits the people that have the have have it all. Yeah. And it never really uh, deters the teams that are in cap hell. Yeah, it doesn't seem yeah, so. It's, it's really it's make believe almost. Yeah. And I just don't understand how the Saints like because I used to think this was a Drew Brees thing. Like, oh, yeah, he's getting a bunch. And then they, they're just trying to run it back every year. But it's strange to me how he's been gone since 2020. Was it? Was that? Was the Nickelodeon playoffs his yeah. final? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was his last year. And there's still every year you pull it up and it's like predictable. Oh, they're the Saints, 80 something million in the red. Um, yeah. Well, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks to preview the Super Bowl. Uh, so around the horn, I have Ravens 49ers, which I picked way back in August. Jason, did you talk yourselves into the Lions or not? No, I don't think they're going to get there. So, so you have Chiefs and 49ers. Yep. Cody has Baltimore just and the Lions. Yep. Ravaging their way to the Super Bowl. And West landed on Baltimore and San Francisco. All right. All right, guys. We'll talk to you in two weeks, okay? All right. Good night, y'all. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.